Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here, who's happy to be alive today in the house of the Lord. Amen. Because wherever two or more are gathered in his name, Lord Jesus is right there in the midst. So we welcome him to be here with us today. Let's go into prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this time that we are about to have with you, Lord. And we pray that you will continue to be here with us, minister to us in your own special way. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to understand what we are about to hear today, O Lord God, that we may, may be able to benefit by what your word has to tell us, O Lord. We thank you, Lord God. We invite you to stay, tarry a while as we study your word today. We thank you. We magnify thy name in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. As I said, it's always good to be alive in the house of the Lord, to be able to study his word. And uh, let's be prepared to always be able to receive from him. Amen. Because if we don't believe and expect miracles, we will never see and experience miracles. Amen. So let there be a miraculous blessing upon us today through his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Did you ever um, you ever hear hear the expression uh, "walk the talk"? Walk the talk, okay. I'm sure you have, and many people. It kind of <laughs> it kind of drives me nuts when you know uh, people want to seem so aware and so forth, and they try to use that phrase, and they say, "Yeah, so and so needs to walk the walk." So-and-so needs to walk the walk, okay? Well, that's wrong, okay? That's wrong. It, it, the expression is supposed to be walk the talk, okay? Uh, I don't know, the expression goes back many, many years, I don't know, 20, 30, 30 years back, and I first heard it in training circles, you know, and it's basically saying that, you know, when, when, when you are demonstrating to others uh, how you want them to behave or things that you want them to do, that you need to walk and do the same thing you are talking about. Okay, so as you're speaking, as you're telling others to do, that's how you should also walk, or that's how you should should lead your business life. In this particular case, was in training, lead your business life and, and mirror um, how you want your organization to be. So you should you should walk the same talk that you're talking. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't see much of that today. There are plenty of people telling everybody what they should do and uh, or what you shouldn't do, and then you wind up that they are not following their own policies and not doing what they say that you should do. You know. And, Hence, you probably heard the expression of, uh, or what I preach is, is uh, not for me, but it's for thee, you know, okay, not for me, but for thee, okay, and then what's the other one, uh, don't, don't do as I do, do as I say, okay, so walking the talk means that however we are walking our lives, however we are progressing our lives, it should be in line with what we are espousing or talking about with our mouths, okay, walk the talk. And when it comes down down to walking, our uh, walking is something that we do as very much a part of our lives. Okay, uh, um, you walk. I don't know how if anyone ever did a study on how much we do walk during the course of a day. But as you are walking, um, you just kind of put one foot in front of the other. You know, you don't give much thought to it. Uh, over the years, over the many years from the time that you were a toddler and you started walking, it became just an automatic thing. You know, when we are walking, you don't have to stop and say, okay, Lord, give me this next step. Okay, Lord, give me this next step. Okay, Lord, give me this next step. You don't have to pray before each and every step. It becomes just a matter of habit or so forth or muscle memory, if you want to call it that. But you don't have to really think about it, okay? And so it should be also with our Christian lives, okay? We should be living our lives, okay, in, in, in a manner that our Christian walk is in line with the Word of God, okay, without us giving it a whole lot of thought, 
Okay, the same way we don't pray for between every single step. Some things dealing with our spiritual lives, we need to always strive to get to the point that we just kind of do it automatically, the same way that we that we walk. You know, and as a matter of fact, this um, be be open about this message came to me uh, when I was walking around the house. You, you know, and just just thinking, I was about to go upstairs and climb the steps there, and just thinking about it. And it's amazing how God can minister to you through just everyday casual events in your life. God can speak to your heart to give you a significant message, okay? That message sometimes may be just for you, you know, or it may be, may be something that he wants talked about or preached, you know, in the name of Jesus, amen? So walking is something that I do, that you do, without giving any thought to, okay? okay? And so it should be what God was showing me, that we need to get this to be also um, um, as regular uh, in our Christian and our spiritual lives, we need to make sure that we are walking the way that God wants us to do, okay? Wants us to be walking. Uh, as far as walking to talk to, how many times have you spoken to someone else, you know, about the Lord or about things, of, you know, going on in their lives, you know, particularly if you have children, you, you know, do you walk the talk when you're at home around your children? You, you, you know, are you merely, you know, mouthing the things of Jesus or talking about scripture in front of your children? But then how you how are you living your lives in front of your children? OK, you don't know how many parents over the many, many years, you know, in ministry and whatnot. Oh, gee whiz, you know, I, my kid just won't stop smoking, you know, pastor. What should I do? What should I do about the stopping my kid from smoking as they are standing in front of me puffing on a cigarette? Okay, so how can you be telling your children not to do certain things when you yourself are doing them? Okay, okay, and, and vice versa, you, you know. You know so you see, so we have to, to walk the talk as we are talking to others about the Lord, as we are, are talking about Jesus, as we are talking about Holy Spirit, being born again, being saved, the wondrous things that God the Father can do. How are you walking your life? How are you demonstrating your life? Amen. I mean, give it a give it a thought. OK. And again, the whole purpose here is for us to understand how we should be walking so that it isn't something that we have to um, put a lot of effort in doing. OK. Now, everyone knows, you know, far be it for me to, you know, not to say, say, say that it's so uh, um, it, it can be a challenge, you know, to live the Christian life. It can be a challenge to 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 walk. OK. The Christian talk. Amen. Amen. But we have to strive to do that. Because if we can strive to do that, you'll be amazed at how easy your life will become. Okay, you, you'll be amazed at how easy it will, be, will become over time. But it's just a matter of you. It's just a matter of you making some conscious effort. And, and of course, with Holy Spirit, you know, with the help of the Lord, of course, to get you to the point where, where, where you are walking exactly what you are talking in terms of your relationship with God. Amen. Amen. So we want to talk about today is, is uh, starting with, walking by faith okay you've heard that expression so many times you know how do we walk we, we walk by faith and so on so we're going to go to second corinthians chapter five. Second corinthians chapter five okay second corinthians chapter five praise the living god thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus okay second corinthians chapter five and we're just going to start by reading uh, verses uh, 6 through 9, okay, chapter 5, and starting with verse number 6. Therefore are we always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, okay? Now, meaning that we're here in the body right now, we, while God is with us, we are not 
living at home in heaven with the Lord. Okay, so we're here in these physical bodies, so we're kind of absent from God in the in the in the respect that we're not living in heaven with Him yet. If you're a child of God, that's where you're going to be into eternity. But for right now, you, your spirit, you are in your physical body. We're not with the Lord. Okay, and then it goes on to say, "For we walk by faith, not by sight." Okay, we walk by faith not by sight. Please underline that if you don't already have it underlined. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, uh, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Okay? So we walk by faith and not by sight. This means that that everyday step that you're taking, as I was demonstrating before, I walk through my house or wherever I'm walking, and I'm not praying in between steps. I'm not praying, oh Lord, let my foot come down, let my foot come down. I'm not praying. Okay, it should be an, an, an it should be a, a, a very much a, an automatic part of your life. The walking is. We need to get to the point where our faith life is also everything that we do, there is faith there, okay? We walk by faith. In other words, I know that the outcomes of today, the outcomes of tomorrow, the outcomes of next week, next month, next year, 10 years, okay, will be where God will want me to be. And I have faith that whatever comes my way, okay, be it a challenge or be it an easy thing, God will permit it to be there and God will navigate me through it. He will guide my steps. He will plan every single step so that I can be successful in it, okay? If it is a tribulation, God will give me the strength to get through it. If it is a trial, God will get me through to get get me, give me the strength to get me through and give me the insights and the knowledge and what to say to deal with people. So this is the faith that we need to walk with, okay? A step-by-step -step process so it gets so down in our spirits that it becomes an integral of a built-in part of our of our day-to-day -day lives, okay? Okay? Now, it says there clearly we walk by faith and not by sight. Sight are those things, and you've heard me talk about this before, Sight is those things, all those things that come into our lives that we see. They impact our five senses, okay? Okay, we may overhear somebody saying something that is extremely negative, okay? We may hear something that, that, that just kind of just shakes us up, okay? Again, though, we're not going to go by and judge our actions or judge our lives or, or let our emotions go in line with what we are hearing, Okay, the same thing with what we are seeing. All right. Now we live in a very physical world. And of course, God gave us five senses and that is to help us navigate through this physical world, you know, sight, hearing, taste, touch, smell and so on. Okay. So, so we have these senses to help us to navigate. Okay. But we cannot rely on what we see. The, the, the stimulus or the, the input that we get, the things that we see, hear, taste, and smell, we cannot rely that on those things uh, 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 to influence our decisions, okay? All right. Now, now, you know, obviously, you know, you, you touch something hot, uh, your, your instinct is going to, your, your sense of touch, because of your nerve ends, you're going to feel the, the heat, and you're going to jerk, jerk your hand back, okay? Now, that does, mean, that does not mean we should be so foolish and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm going to say, if I put my hand on that hot stove, it'll be okay. Now, that's foolishness. Okay, that's foolishness. What I'm saying here is that the things that we hear, we see, uh, interacting with other people or just circumstances, period, how they may appear to be happening. Okay, we can't walk by that. We have to walk by faith. Okay, the minute those things, um, those, those, those sensory things come into our, our senses, you, you know, those uh, emotions, the things we see here or whatever, uh, when the minute they come into our bodies, we have to automatically get to the point that we jump into the spiritual mode. 
Okay, and if it's something negative, we need to make sure that we right away we go to God the Father and we ask Holy Spirit, give me some guidance here. Tell me what it is that I need to do. It appears that, or it wants to appear that based on what I heard, so and so and so is the case. Okay, right? Here you are applying for this position. You want this promotion. And you just happen to be around the corner where they don't see you standing there and someone is talking about you and that position. And right away what they start saying is that, oh boy, oh boy, he or she is not fit for that position. You know, we're going to do so and so and so and so. Okay, now you've been consulting the Lord, Holy Spirit. You've been praying about that job. The Lord knows that you want it. All right. But the minute you hear that, all of a sudden your spirit crashes. You go down deep into the doldrums. Oh, boy, oh boy, I've been praying for that job. And now look at that. I'm not going to get it and so and so. This is what you heard. You're relying on that sense of hearing. We walk by faith and not by sight. In this case, not by what you're hearing. The faith that you should right, right away pull back into your being is the fact that God said, God said, God said. You know what the Lord has put, placed in your spirit. Maybe the Lord was the one that told you to apply for that position. Maybe the Lord was the one that, that opened the door for you to go on and fill out the application. And maybe you went through that first interview. But now that all of a sudden that things are getting down to the, to the, uh, to the wire now, all of a sudden you hear these people talking around the corner and all of a sudden now your spirit crashes and you go down. Okay. We don't do that. We walk by faith and not by sight. Okay. And the same way that in that particular case with your hearing, anything that you see, all right, you go by that same way. You go the, you go the same route. You immediately go back into prayer mode. You can see, you consult the face of the, of God, speak to Holy Spirit, let him guide you, you know, let him re, let him remind you that he is indeed in charge, you know, and we hear that so much today. That God is in charge, you need to be reminded of that, okay? And this is a particularly good time for us not to be walking by sight, okay? It's definitely a good time for us not to be walking by sight because of everything that's going on around us, okay? All of the tur turmoil that's going on around us, okay? We have to keep our eyes on Jesus and know that God is in control. He's in charge. And whatever tomorrow may bring, God is there tomorrow. God has been there yesterday, He's brought you through everything that he's brought you through before, and he is with you today. Whatever today presents to you, if you're listening to this message early in the morning, whatever comes out the balance of the day, or if you're listening and listening uh, uh, in the evening to this message, uh, whatever is, is going to come about in the rest of the evening or tomorrow morning, you know, God is in charge and God is with you. So don't walk by sight. Don't walk by what you see or what presents itself to you, what enters into your world. You keep sticking on the faith because God is in charge and God is in, is in control and he will bring us through everything that's going on here okay we are his children he's not going to let us uh, falter he's not going to let us fail he's not going to let us be in any positions or situations that we cannot withstand because the word of God says stand the way he told Moses and Joshua okay on to on through antiquity 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 sorry okay okay stand okay Psalm 46 10 my favorite be still be still and know that I am God. Amen. So don't let what's going on around you influence your decisions or make your heart, you know, grow faint and everything like that or get weak need because God is in charge. Okay. So this walking thing that we do, and we have to get to the point that we are doing this automatically. 
Okay, that we are, are, are the same way we take our steps through the course of the day. Uh, um, we should also get our spirits to the point that when things come up in our lives, that we're able to get back in sync with what the word of God um, uh, wants to tell us. Amen. Wants to tell us. Okay. So with that, let's go to uh, let's go to the book of uh, book of Romans. Amen. Let's go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8, and we're going to start with verse number 1. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. Okay, now, we just talked about walking by faith here, okay, as a part of our walking experience, you know. You know, and matter of fact, you know, we're talking about walking. Uh, uh, during this time of year, I mean, more and more people these days uh, do go for walks, do go for evening strolls, morning strolls, or whatever it may be. I know people that if they have a lunch break, an hour or so, they'll go out and they'll take a walk during that, okay? This is an awesome time, a wonderful time, while you're walking, is to pray, okay? While you're walking, all right? Take a change. A lot of people put their uh, earphones in, playing their iPods or whatever, you know? You know, you can do that too, but put some, put some Christian music in. And while you're walking, commune with God while you're walking. You'd be surprised at that time, especially if you're by yourself. I mean, it's kind of hard to do if you're walking with someone. But if you're by yourself and you're walking, even if you've got your iPod, your earphones in, you're listening to some nice Christian music and praying, spend some time talking to God. You'd be surprised how God will speak to you during those times. You'd be surprised how God will speak to you during those very cherished times. Okay? Because it may be during the course of that particular day, maybe that's the only time that God has a chance to be really alone with you while you're walking, okay? And especially if you're on your lunch hour, you don't know what the afternoon may hold, <laughs> okay? You don't know when, what the afternoon may hold. So it would behoove you during that lunchtime to spend some time with God. Let Him give you some insights on how your afternoon will be. If you're an early morning walker, then by all means, that's an opportune time for you to spend some time with the Lord. Amen. Let Him talk to you. Let Him minister to you. To you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how you'll hear you, you, you'll hear that that voice of Holy Spirit just ministering to you and giving you insights. Give His insights. Okay. Like I said, this sermon came to me while I was walking. Amen. While I was walking, I wasn't outside under a beautiful blue sky. I was in the house and I was just kind of thinking to myself and walking. Okay. And I often pray while I'm in the house, just walking around, you know, my wife is off doing something else or whatever. And, and I'm just in the house, just walking around and the Lord will minister to me and pray and give me and drop little tidbits into my spirit. Okay. That's what God will do for you. Okay. But you got to make the time to do that. You have to get to the point that it becomes, you know, another popular term these days is muscle memory. You know, it becomes spirit memory, if you will. Okay. Where all of a sudden you just automatically, you got some alone time there. You got some, some time, some thoughts and talk to God. He's always there. He loves to hear from you. Okay. God's one of those people. God is one of those people, if you will, is one of those people that he never gets tired of hearing from you. Okay. Okay, you may be at home and you just finished dinner and the doorbell will ring or something like that or knock on the door and you look through and it's your next door neighbor and you have coffee together occasionally and so like you say, oh my gosh, why is she here now? Why is he ah? You know, you know, pray. And let's be honest about this. Let's be real. Sometimes we, we, we don't feel like, like company, you know, you know, but God is not like that. God always wants your company and God always enjoys your company. 
Okay, because in the first place, God doesn't get tired. Maybe you're tired after a long day. You, you just want to eat dinner, kick back, and just relax a little bit. And then someone comes knocking on the door or a telephone call or something, you know. And it's like, oh, boy, I really don't feel like talking to someone. So, again, let's be real because we've all been there. Amen. God is not like that. God loves to hear from you. Okay. So when you're out there walking like that, you know, and you're doing your thing and you're walking, connect with God. Okay. All right. This will help you to always walk by faith. Okay, and not by sight. All right. Okay. So, so we talk about about the whole concept of walking, and now there is walking in the spirit, and that's a term I'm sure you've heard you've heard quite a bit from time to time. I'm sure you've heard uh, walking in the spirit. As a matter of fact, in in uh, um, in what do you name uh, circles, many religious Christian circles, it's thrown around quite a bit. You know, walking in the spirit. Okay. Well, what we're going to do today? Let's go to to uh, Romans eight. Romans 8, oh, I said that, Romans chapter 8, oh, praise God, let me, would help if I got to it in my Bible here, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hmm. okay, here we go here, thank you, Jesus, God is good all the time, these pages, as these Bibles get older, they tend to stick together more and more. And praise the living God. Maybe I'll finally get caught up with some of the younger generation and go totally electronic. But I'm getting there, getting there gradually, okay? Because as a matter of fact, today I want to, to go back and forth between a couple of translations here. I'm going to, to read from King James, and I'm also going to make reference to Romans chapter 8 uh, from, uh, from the Amplified, because the Amplified kind of really blows out and explains some of the verses here. But praise God, praise God. Let's go to, again, Romans 8, and we're going to start with uh, chapter number number one okay there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit okay where we don't walk after the flesh not after but but, but the spirit okay but after the spirit and the amplified says therefore there is now no condemnation condemnation no no adjudging guilty of, of wrong for those who are in christ who live and walk not after the dictates, okay, who walk after the dictates uh, of the flesh, walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. Amen. Praise the living God. And then it goes on to say in verse number two, for the law of the spirit, uh, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Okay? For what the law could not do, okay, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay. Now, when the word of God talks about walking not after the flesh, uh, but the spirit, what this is talking about here is that uh, uh, fleshly things are the things that we do and say without Holy Spirit. Okay. Without guidance from Holy Spirit. All right. So if Holy Spirit is not present in our lives, okay, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, therefore you do not have access to the Holy Spirit, then how you conduct your life is strictly based on, on, on fleshly, fleshly decisions. 
Okay, it's what your, whatever your emotions dictate to you, dictate to you. It's what's going on around you, and so forth. And there, because it's absent the Holy Spirit. All right. So what it's saying there is is there that uh, the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So we need to get to the point that we are walking after the spirit, as the spirit so guides us. Okay. Amplified says so that the righteousness and just requirement of the law might be fully met in us who live and move not in the ways of the flesh, but in the ways of the spirit, our lives governed by, governed by, governed by the standards and according to the dictates of the flesh, but controlled by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Then number five, for they that are after the flesh do mind or do care for the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Okay. Amplified for those who are, who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue after those things which gratify the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, and are controlled by the desires of the Spirit, set their minds on and seek after those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Okay? So in other words, in everyday language, but the bottom line is that if you don't know the Lord and if you don't have guidance by Holy Spirit, you know, in your life, then the things that you will go after are those things in life that that that, that, that interest or concern even other people that are like you. Okay, not with the spirit, that is, I'm saying. Okay, if you don't have the spirit of God, you will wind up gravitating towards those people that don't have the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. But we Christians, we, we born again, blood-washed Christians having the Holy Spirit in us, we don't follow after those things, okay? We follow after the things of the Spirit, which gratify or which please the Spirit, okay? You know, that old, that old adage, uh, birds with feather flock together, okay? Now, you know yourself, if you've been walking in the Lord for any period of time, you know, and you're really, really trying your darnest, or those people that you may have known in your past life prior to knowing Jesus Christ, you tend to stay away from them, okay? You tend to shy away from them. Okay, it doesn't mean you may now, you, you know, I'm saying you, you, you totally stop talking to them. I mean, if, if so appropriate, you need to do that too, of course, you know. But I'm saying you may know them, but when it comes down to, to associating with and affiliating, being affiliated with the things that they are affiliated with, you stay away from that. Okay, because if you do, then you wind up, you are minding after or caring after the things of the flesh. And those fleshly or carnal things, as the word uh, refers to it, are things that are, are, are done in human beings' lives that are guided by, by things or, 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 or systems or entities other than Holy Spirit. Okay, so this is where, where this is coming from. Okay, so we see then in verse number six, it says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. All right. Amplifier says now the mind of the flesh, which is sense and reason without Holy Spirit is death, death that compromises, that comprises all all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. All right. OK. So we see that what that is saying is that the mind of the flesh, it, 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 it guides us into things that are, are outside of or away from the Holy Spirit. OK. And that can be problematic for us Christians. Verse number seven continues and says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Bringing it home in, in the Amplified, it says, that is, verse 7, that is because the mind of the flesh with its carnal thoughts or fleshly thoughts and purposes is hostile to God. 
Okay? The, the mind of the flesh, the carnal mind, the mind without Holy Spirit, with its carnal thoughts and purposes, is hostile to God, for it does not submit itself to God's law, and indeed it cannot. It cannot. Okay? Right? The flesh that does not have Holy Spirit governing, governing it cannot fall in line with the Word of God. Okay? Okay? It, 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 it's enmity. It's like, like oil and water. They're bumping against each other. Okay? Right? So, so if you're not walking in the spirit and you wind up walking in the flesh, then that means that you're following after the things that are absent or without the Holy Spirit. And as you're doing that, it says that 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 it, it can't be pleasing to God uh, because the carnal mind is enmity against God and it is not subject to the law of God. Neither can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So, saint of God. You know, if you're following after fleshly things, you know, and you're following after earthly things and you're more concerned and that is what really turns you on and that's what, what pleases you, then the word of God, not me, says that's not acceptable of God. It's not acceptable, okay? Okay, and therefore it cannot please God. Can't. Can't please God. Verse number eight goes on to say, uh, number nine, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of this. He is none of this. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Okay? The spirit of life is right, righteousness. Verse number 9 in Amplified says, But you are not living the life of the flesh. You are living the life of the spirit. You are a born-again child of God. Okay? Life of the spirit. If the Holy Spirit of God really dwells within you, directs and controls you, okay? Dwelling in you mean that it's directing you and controlling you. But if anyone does not possess the Holy Spirit of Christ, he is none of this. He is none of his. He is not, he does not belong to Jesus. He does not belong to Christ, is not truly a child of God, okay? But if Christ lives in you, verse 10, if Christ lives in you, then although your natural body is dead by reason of sin and guilt, the spirit is alive because of the righteousness that he imputes to you, all right, that he gives to you, okay, 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 again, okay, before we're talking about, you know, you know, you know, uh, uh, we don't walk by, by, we walk by faith and not by sight, now we're talking about how else, what, what else does our walk have to deal with, and that is walking in the spirit, okay, okay, walking in the spirit takes us away from from, from, from the things of man that, that, that would pervert us, you know, that would corrupt our thinking, you know, that would corrupt our actions, okay? So that when we are walking in the Spirit, what we're doing is we're walking in the footsteps of Jesus, so to speak. We're walking in that Spirit, and we want to make sure that we're walking in a way that is pleasing to God, okay? We don't let the things of the world impact us, okay? Okay? We, we, we've, got, we, we've got to walk the talk. We can talk this stuff to people all the time, you know. We can tell our co-workers or other family members that are not yet saved or maybe someone you just happen to run into in the grocery store or something. You can talk all of these wondrous things, wonderful things about God. But how are you walking it in your life? Okay? How are you walking when that certain thing rises up all of a sudden that just wreaks havoc? You know, how, how, how are you walking, you know, when your son or your daughter comes home from school, you know, or, or, or nowadays not every kid is out in physical school, you know, face to face school. But when they come home from wherever they've been or whatever, and there's a major issue, how do you deal with that issue? Okay. Right. How, or your son or your daughter comes in and tells you that a friend said or did so and so to he or she. How do you respond? How do you guide them? Okay. Now, now, you know what you've been telling them to do. 
Okay, but how are you walking in your life? Okay, all right. I mean, when, when, when something goes wrong, is the first thing that you talk about, do you fly off the handle and say, oh my God, I'll rip his head off, I'll rip her head off, or I'll do this, I'll do this. In the meantime, you've been talking to your child, you know, about the love of God, the peace of God, about how you turn to God with all of your problems and all of your actions. Okay, do you, do you jump up all of a sudden and do you, do you go ballistic? You know, or, or are you demonstrating to your child that the first thing that you need to do is, is, is to calm down and pray and think about what is going on, okay? And even tell that child, the Spirit of God will guide you, okay? Okay, okay. This is walking the talk, all right? Saying of God, you got to get beyond this thing that you've always been doing now. You know, you've been talking this and saying that and trying to, 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 almost, you know, almost want to say it. You're trying to, to pretend that you're such a follower of, of Christ. But then when it comes down to your everyday life, your everyday existence, how are you walking your life? Okay? All right? How do others see you behaving? Or even more importantly, how does God see you behaving? Okay? You're talking one way and you're doing another. Okay? All right? So, so we have to make sure here that we're following that because we want to please, please God. Okay? Uh, verse number 10 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Okay? The same spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit that raised up Christ, dwells in you. And will raise you up and bring life back to whatever situation that you're in. Will quicken your mortal body, give you energy, give you strength. Okay? Okay? Will also quicken your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwells in you. And it's also going into, into future. Okay? God will quicken our mortal bodies. Bring to bring back to life. Bring to life. Amen? Amen? Verse number 12 says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Verse number 12 in Amplified said, says, So then, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to the carnal nature. We're not obligated to the carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set up by the dictates of the flesh. Okay? Okay? So just because your flesh or society says to do a certain thing, you know, you're not obligated to do that. You're obligated first to do what God would have you to do. Okay? And this is something, saints of God, we need to really get into our, into our spirits deep down and to make sure we understand that. Okay? So, brethren, we are debtors, but not to the flesh. We are not obligated to our carnal nature. Okay? Carnal nature is any kind of behaviors that are absent or without the Holy Spirit. We're not obligated to our carnal nature to live a life ruled by the standards set up by the dictates of the flesh. Okay, so things may come up all of a sudden that is dictating or requiring us to do certain things, which would not be be um, be authored by 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 Holy Spirit or anything the Holy Spirit would want us to be doing. We're not obligated gated to, to to let our flesh go in that direction. Okay, we need to make sure we're focused on walking in the Spirit, walking by what Holy Spirit would have us to do. Okay, not the flesh, or not the mind, the mind of man without Holy Spirit guidance. Amen. Amen. Verse 12 says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. Okay, but if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, then you shall live. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? For uh, Amplified, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Simple as that. Okay? 
If you're letting yourself be led by Holy Spirit, then you're one of God's sons. Amen. Or daughter. Okay. 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we, we cry, Abba Father. Okay. 15. For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. You've been set free from fear. Okay, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of or joy of which we we cry, Abba, Father. Okay, all right, Amen. All right, okay. You 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 you've been set free. You've been you've been adopted adopted, okay, into the family of God. Okay, you've been set free. You have not received that spirit of 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 slavery into bondage again. Okay. Now, many times, you know, one of the things that I always tell people to do, and you feel that spirit of fear coming over you, one of the first things you should do is quote God's word, which is what Jesus did in the wilderness when the devil was trying to tempt him. Okay. Quote God's word. Say, I rebuke you, spirit of fear, because my Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Amen. Amen. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Amen. So when those things are coming up in your life again, you know, and, and walking by, by, by sight, forgetting about walking by faith and you're walking by sight, you're looking at what's going on around you and there's a circumstances or again, like you overhear that person, those people talking about you, about that job prospect you're hoping for, you know, you know, and that spirit of fear comes, oh gee, I'm not going to get that position. I'm not going to get that You go by what the word of God says. Remember that, that I don't have that spirit of fear. I've been delivered from it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever pops up into your life, you need to stay steadfast. You need to make sure that you are walking, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit. Okay. 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 You got to walk the talk. You can talk good stuff. Many of you who are hearing these scriptures can quote back these scriptures readily from memory. You can quote them back with no problem whatsoever. Okay. Now that's good talk. But how are you walking it when something really happens in your life? Okay, that's the key. Amen? That's the key. Okay? All right? Okay? We, we, we have to walk the talk that we're getting from scriptures here. Okay? Then it goes on to say again, um, uh, 12, verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But it, uh, if you, through the Spirit, uh, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Okay? Um, the, the, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may be also be glorified together. Amen? We may also be glorified together. For, for I, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that, that shall be revealed in us. Amen? Don't worry about the, you know, remember last, I think it was last sermon? This too shall pass. Don't worry about the things that are going on in your life and what is going on around you. You, you, you know, I mean, you deal with them as Holy Spirit so guides you. But we also need to remain focused on the fact that 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 what is in eternity to for us, children of God. Okay, okay. What is in eternity? 
Amen. For, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Until now. We, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we or ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Amen. For we are saved by hope. Verse number 24. Underline this or put a bracket around it. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Amen? We are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? All right? Amplified Bible says, for in this hope, in this hope we were saved. But hope, the object of, which is seen, is not hope. For how can we hope for what we already see? Amen? Amen? So, so if you, um, if you have a $20 bill in your pocket, take it out of your pocket and you look at it and you start saying, boy, I hope I have a $20 bill. Okay. Now that's not really hope because you already have it in your hand. That's not hope. Okay. That's not hope. It says in verse number 25, but if we hope for what is still unseen by us, we wait for it with patience and composure. Okay. King James says, but if we hope for that, we see not then do we with patience wait for it, okay? Now, that's what faith is really all about, okay? Something that is right there in front of you, okay, and you're saying you're hoping for it, that's not really hope. Your hope is real when you're, when you're hoping for something that cannot yet be seen or touched. This is what faith is all about, okay? You can't see God, you can't see Jesus Christ, you can't see Holy Spirit, but you know that he's there through faith. You know that they are there through faith, Okay? Okay, hope that is hope that is seen is, is is bogus hope because it's already there, you know. It's kind of hypocritical also. You know, say I I hope for that, I hope for that, and you know you got it, you know, you know. You're hoping for something that's in your pocket, and you know it's in your pocket already. You don't want to tell people, but you know it's in your pocket. That's not real hope because you know it's there. Okay, okay, okay. Hope for things that are unseen is what hope is really all about, and that's what faith is all about. Amen. It continues on here to verse number 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. We know not what we should pray for as we ought. But we, um, but the, uh, but the Spirit, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Amen? Amen. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. Amen. So you see now Amplified says here, I, I love it, you know, so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weaknesses. The Holy Spirit will come to your aid during a time of weakness and he will hold you up. He'll hold you up. He'll support you during that time of weakness. Okay. For we, uh, for we do not know what, what prayer to offer, nor, nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. 
but the Spirit himself, Holy Spirit, but the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Okay? And this is what praying in the Spirit is all about. Where you may not know what to pray for in English or whatever language you physically speak, the Holy Spirit knows exactly how to pray because he's the mind of God. Amen? Amen? So the Holy Spirit helps us and prays in a way. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in weakness. For we do not know how, know what to pray or nor how to offer it worthily. Okay? We don't know what kind of words to come up with. So what better ways to pray than to let Holy Spirit do the praying for us? Because he knows what's going on in your life and he knows exactly how it should be presented to the Father. Amen? Amen? This is, again, this is part of walking in the Spirit. Okay? Not relying on yourself. Not, reminding, not, not relying totally on your mind to figure out how is it that I interact and interface with God. But walking in the Spirit, in this particular case, letting the Holy Spirit do the praying for you. Because He knows. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. We don't know the words. You don't know the words. All you know is that you're hurting. Something is going on in you that you're really struggling with. Okay? Let Holy Spirit do the praying for you. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Okay? Okay? If you're a believer, and you know what speaking in tongues is all about. I know that's a subject that many people don't like to touch on, but it's in the Word of God. Amen? Praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. You don't have to sit around and think about what it is that I need to pray. Let the Spirit do the praying for you. Okay? Amen? This is walking in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit. Verse 27, And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God, and pleads before God in behalf of the saints of God. Okay, in, in behalf of the saints, according to and in harmony with God's will. Okay, there it is. There it is. Not my words, okay, but the word of God. Okay, God's words. You know, and reading 27, verse 27 from King James, uh, it basically says, And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Okay? Now, what better purpose, what, what better person, if you will, can you have, you know, praying on your behalf than the Holy Spirit? Because he knows the mind of God. He knows the will of God. Amen? Amen. This is walking in the Spirit. Okay? You know? And we can talk about these things, but are we walking the talk? Okay? Are you exercising and practicing these, practicing these things in your day-to-day -day life when things arise? Are you walking the talk? Amen. 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 It makes it so much easier when we can just give things over to the Lord and let him take it where he pleases. Amen. So continuing here now, um, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, for them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Okay? Jesus was the firstborn, but you were born again also. Okay? Verse number twenty number twenty-nine. Uh, for those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning, foreordaining them, to be molded into the image of his son and to share inwardly his likeness, that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. 
And uh, verse 30, and those whom he thus ordained, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified, made righteous, putting them into right standing with himself. And those whom he justified, he also glorified, raising them to a heavenly dignity and conditioning or state of being. Okay, or state of being. All right, King James here, just so that you, you don't lose me here. Um, moreover whom, verse 30, more, moreover whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? Okay, Walk in that, saint of God. If God is for you, which he is, who can be against you? There's no devil in hell that can come against you. Amen. 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 There's not one individual on this planet that can come against you because God is for you. They may make attempts. They may try to make your life miserable. But walking in the spirit, though, tells us here that right away we remember what the word of God is telling us. The Holy Spirit reminds you that God is with you. So therefore, who can be against you? What's the other scripture there? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Amen. Walking in the spirit. Okay. All right. So, so, so if you can talk about these things, then take it to the next level. Then walk the talk. Walk the talk. How much do you believe it? How much do you believe it? All right. God is with you, saint of God. So no matter what comes down the pike, days, weeks, months, years ahead, God is there and he'll bring you through. He'll bring you through. It may seem challenging at the time, may seem difficult at the time, but just remember, again, you go back into, into, into spirit mode. You go back into Holy Spirit mode there and remember what the Word of God says. Okay? No man can stand against you. He can try to give you a hard time, okay, but he will not win out. Well, they went out. Verse 32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect, if it is God that justifieth? Who is, who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of the Father, who also makes an intercession for us. Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father interceding for you, interceding for, 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 for the slips and stumbles and how you've quickly repented and so forth like that. He's there. He's an intercessor. Okay? So knowing this, walk in the Spirit. Amen? And then walk the talk. Amen? Amen? It goes on to say here, uh, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for my sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You're a conqueror. Can you get that deep within your spirit? You are a conqueror. Okay? So that means then that you don't have to be battered about. You don't have to be pushed around. You don't have to feel like you're being taken advantage of. Okay? All right? You are a conqueror. You just have to remember that in yourself you can do nothing, but with Holy Spirit there is your advisor, as your counselor, as your guidance, as your comforter. Okay, knowing that you've been set free by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Christ prayed, paid the price. Jesus Christ paid the price. You are free. Therefore, you are more than a conqueror, which means that you don't have to sit back and take this stuff. Amen. You've got Lord God, Jehovah, the creator, 
okay? You're one of his family. You're a God kid, amen? You're a God kid. So you don't have to be doing the suffering. Let God fight your battle. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by might, not by power, not by, but, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Remember that. Okay? God's Holy Spirit. For, uh, verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. Nothing, height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us, okay, from the love of God. So no matter what is going on in your life, saint, there's nothing that can separate you, nothing at all, okay? You are his. You're born again, blood washed. You've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, okay? You're a child of God. You're an heir, okay? So you just go on and let God take you to where he wants to take you, okay? And remember to just, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, okay? Walk by faith, okay? And we walk in the spirit, keeping out those, keeping those carnal things, those fleshly things away from our minds. Okay. By letting the spirit of God guide us in decision making, by letting the spirit of God comfort us when it comes down to, to uh, when we're feeling down and worried and concerned and hurt and pained. Amen. Amen. Remember that. Praise God. Praise God. So from here on in, remember, when you hear that expression, you know, walk the talk. Okay. Which talk are they talking about? Amen. In the meantime, you make sure that you are walking the talk, walking the talk based on the word of God. Amen. 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 I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. And if it has been a blessing, you know, further, further it, send it on to a family member, friend, an associate at work or, or whatever, or even someone that may be giving you a hard time in life. Send them the links to these broadcasts, to these podcasts also. Amen. God doesn't want anyone to perish, you know, and by you hearing this message today, and if you are blessed and following Holy Spirit to send it to someone else, then maybe that person will be blessed. Maybe God wants that person to come to know him through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So pray about doing that. Amen. And we can be found at uh, www.genesis-one.org. It's our website. Or at www.genesis-one, or one word, dot sermon, dot net. Amen. And if you go to that particular website, up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a subscribe button. Press that subscribe button, and then you'll be subscribed to these podcasts, and you'll be notified um, whenever there's a new sermon that's available. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for coming and joining us, and God bless you. God bless you. And now let us close by prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, and we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and night, oh Lord God, that we shall continue to hear your words resonating in our spirits, oh Lord God, and that we should always make sure that we strive, oh Lord God, to walk in your spirit, oh Lord God, that we should follow your guidance, oh Lord God, that we should be mindful of the things of you and not be tarnished or pulled away by the things of this world, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you, we magnify thy most glorious name in the matchless name of jesus amen 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 praise god praise god saints go forth this day and be blessed in the mighty name of jesus